Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So... We're going to have a guest tonight that's going to be able to answer a really interesting question. Do you want to know what the question is that he's going to be able to answer? He's going to tell us what it's like to be a pioneer, like the originator in an industry that got huge. But somehow nobody knows who he is. I got to hear all about that. Like, how did that happen? And that's, that's really intriguing to me. And I, I, I just, I can't even believe uh, that that would happen to somebody. So our guest tonight is from the Bumpke Show. He's the first ever podcaster, Jerry Bumpke. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, just uh, it's Bumpski, kind of like Bumpski. Ah, I'm sorry and, about that. And that was oh my my, my wife's uh, nickname, so that's where that came from. Everybody always asks. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm happy to be on the show. Thanks, guys, for inviting me to be on the show. I checked out some of the other episodes, and it's a great show. I recommend everybody. Who's this? Uh, who's the guy over at the website over there? Who's uh, Who's Yogi? Is that your cat or your dog? It's your dog. dog. He's the dog. Yeah. Ah. He's our CEO. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So um, basically, uh, what happened was back in 1999, a friend of mine came up to me and said, "Hey, Jerry, you know." We're in cover bands, and we come home on Friday night, and we smell like beer, and we get home at like four in the morning, and we got like $12 (laughs) in our pockets, and our wives (laughs) and girlfriends are really pissed at us, and uh, we can't get played on a college radio station. So I was a computer guy forever, so I knew all about high speed, and high speed was coming. Uh, Up until this point, it's just dial up, you know, you know, and that's it. So there was no way to watch video or really hear anything on the internet at this point. So I said to the guy, well, listen, I could probably start a radio station. And, uh, you know, you guys, I'll play you guys and that'll get you some attention. And maybe you could sell an album at your gig. So he's like, well, Jerry, you know, we can't even get on college radio stations. How are you going to help me? And I said, well, the difference between me and college is college, once you leave the parking lot, you can't get the station anymore. With me, I'm going to broadcast it around the world. So right away, I became the stupid stoner wacky guy who was telling everybody that they were going to get their movies and all their music from the internet. And everybody was laughing at me. So um, Bumsky, my wife, her brother had passed away. And uh, she inherited some money. And we wanted to put it to good use to help people and make the world a better place. So for me, music has always been therapy. You know, whenever I'm upset or, you know, just angry, I would put on music and it would make me feel better. 
And when we were cleaning out her brother's uh, bedroom, we found a suitcase full of 45s under his bed uh, from oh, wow. Elvis and the Beatles and Buddy Holly. And because at the time, I'm 60 years old. So, you know, at the time he was 60. This was 23, 24 years ago. Uh, never been played, and he was just keeping them because he loved music. So I said to my wife, you know, we could take the money and we could start this radio station up and we can help bands out and, you know, maybe we can make money doing it. So she was like, okay, that sounds great. You know, I've always wanted a commune. She's uh, a 60s child. So she wanted a commune and she wanted to get people together and spread peace and love and all that good stuff. So we put a uh, T1 line in our condominium, which cost us about $3,000 a month. And we hired yeah, these guys in Colorado uh, that was doing like business conferencing over the internet. That was the only people we could find. This was before everybody. This was before, you know, live365.com and all those guys. There was nobody out there. So I said to the guy, listen, this is what I want to do. I want to go to bars and broadcast bands live, and I want to broadcast the show from my house. You think we could do that? He said, yeah, 24-hour support, no problem, whenever you want. Great. So I was like, I'm going to bars at night. I need support. So the, the first time I go out, uh, I call up the place, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, the support guy's out hiking in Colorado somewhere. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm paying $3,500 a month. He's like, yeah, no, we can't help you. So that, that was short-lived. Uh, but uh, we learned a lot of important lessons, like uh, nobody really cares about music anymore. Nobody really cares about helping each other anymore. Everybody wants to do it themselves or, you know, be the, the main focus. So um, it wound up that I had to do everything myself. You know, I didn't want to be the guy broadcasting. I didn't want to. I was a computer guy. I wanted to do the computer stuff. But who are you going to get to broadcast every day for free? Nobody. <laughs> so it wound up becoming me as the broadcaster. So since we were paying 3500 a month for the line and 3000 for the service... I started doing the show 12 hours a day. And uh, that was from noon until midnight. This way we had uh, Europe covered, because at noon it's 5 p.m. in Europe. So we started at dinner time in Europe. And when I went off at midnight, it was uh, 9 o'clock on the West Coast. So I'd cover all the time zones, and I put it to good use. So I did that for a good six months. I did a 36-hour telethon. I've broadcasted from, uh, we started broadcasting from uh, like uh, virtual worlds about 15 years ago. Now all this uh, meta is big. And I also met the guy who did the first video on the internet. This is an important name, everybody. Write this down. His name is Rick Siegel. And this is the guy who changed it from, if you remember dial-up, you would click on something and it would do like three pictures every 10 seconds. So it was kind of like video, but it wasn't really video. Rick was the guy that Microsoft would send all the software to. He bought the URL, musictv.com. So guess who had to change their name and rebrand themselves? MTV. Because when they started, they were Music TV. But this guy bought the URL. He worked for uh, the company. He worked for MTV. And he was always a computer guy, and he knew eventually they'd go online. So the concept was sell them the URL for a million dollars, two million dollars, whatever. So instead, they rebranded the whole station 
from music TV to MTV. So I meet this guy in a bar and I go up to him and I'm like, dude, you're doing what I want to do. This is so cool. And he tells me to fuck off. <laughs> he goes, go make your, go make your own money. I got my deal going. Try, stop trying to suck off people. All I said was hello to him. And I'm interested in what you're doing. So I didn't give up. I kept on emailing him. Finally, he said, listen, if you want to learn about this, you can host the show from New York. I'm going to London. And I'll host the show from London. You could host the show from New York. So this guy was so smart that he went to Wall Street and he said to the guys on Wall Street, listen, the stock market closes at four o'clock. What do you do with the bandwidth from four o'clock on Friday till 8 a.m. on Monday when the Wall Street opens up again? And the guy goes, absolutely nothing. He goes, great. I'm going to put two servers in your rack next to the Wall Street servers. And I'm going to broadcast live from London and New York. And I'll give you $50 a month for letting me do it on the weekend when nobody's using the bandwidth. So we started uh, doing shows from New York. I did the show from the Acme Underground up until 9-11. And uh, then, of course, everything just closed down pretty much. And we would uh, broadcast bands live uh, from this bar in New York City. And I'd interview bands down in the green room after the show. So we've done tons of broadcasts. We've done... and. To wind it all up, Kim Kardashian's ass gets more hits than my show. Oh. So <laughs> I watched a guy I watched a guy feeding raccoons on his porch, and he gets more hits than I get from my I've show. Seen that guy? <laughs> you seen that guy? He, feed, he gets like a million hits. He feeds raccoons hot dogs, yeah. and this guy's got a million hits. So people are out of their minds with the watch, but it, you know. And it's everybody's got a show now, like De Niro's got a show, Springsteen and Obama's got a show. So it makes me feel good, at least, that I saw a long, long time ago. We're getting ready to celebrate our 23rd anniversary on September 26th of this year. That's crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> That's just amazing to me. And somehow um, these other people took the idea and ran with it. I guess they're more entertaining than I am. That's got to be it. <laughs> but see, you know, the funny thing is, like, everybody that ever watches the show, they go, oh, it's a great show, Jerry. Except for my family. They, they're embarrassed, so they don't watch. But... <laughs> well, that's so typical. I mean, it's like my kids don't listen to this show um, because they get embarrassed and... You know, it's better for us, too, because we can say whatever we want to say. And and honestly, if they were to listen, I, they're not going to hear anything they haven't already heard. Well, you know what? It's not going to change because my son's 35 years old. He's in a stoner rock band in Philadelphia, and he doesn't listen to my show. So, And I do a music <laughs> show about weed. <laughs> it's just because I'm dad, though. That's the only reason. It has nothing to do with anything else, you know? Dad can't ever be cool, right? <laughs> no, I'll never exactly. be cool. Although I filmed every one of his performances, like with his last band, I got like, I don't know, 300 hours of video of a band that doesn't exist. I'm the king of t-shirts of bands that don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the thing that I do. I do a music show, though, and we see a lot of bands come and go. But what I do is, like, people still listen to Beethoven. So just because a band made music in 1999 and they're not active anymore doesn't mean the music isn't relevant anymore. 
Right. So those are the bands that I play. You know, I don't play. Bon- I, I, I had Aretha Franklin's son on the show, Teddy Richards. He played live in my living room. I have bands play live in my living room. Um, I had uh, Clarence Clemens' son live in my living room, uh, playing on my couch. But usually I try and stay away. Like when I first started, all the guys with music shows, they were going after all the bands on their way down. Like all these B bands like Kansas and, you know, all the guys that were getting older. Because then they could get free tickets to the shows and they get to uh, the press pass. They get to take pictures and they felt like big shots. I went the other way. I wanted the guys that nobody would even pay attention to if they ran them over with their cars. You know, those were the people I was looking for because those are the people that needed the most help, you know. And I've stuck to it. We've spent probably... Two hundred thousand dollars on doing this, and we've never made a penny off of it. Never charged for anything. That's fantastic, though. Well, I mean, that that's that's you know that's something that's missing in society today is people having a desire to help other people. They only want. I, I have. I used to have this friend. He used to say, "You can count on people to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to think about themselves." So. You see, I'm the total opposite way. I trust everybody. I've been burnt a million times, but that's okay. It's like Rocky says. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. What matters is how many times you get back up, right? right. So, you know, um, you got to take chances in life. You only live one life. Uh, my big thing on the show is it's a therapy show. I try and spread peace and love. That's another reason why nobody wants to watch my show or listen to me. Because I'm out there spreading peace and love in a world of violence and hate. Nobody wants that. I'm giving people exactly what they don't want. Isn't that ridiculous? With all the shit going on, you'd think people would want the little, you know, peace, love, hugs, warm, fuzzy blankets. I don't know. I know that's what I want. That's kind of interesting, though, because you're right. You would think that with all the shit that's going on in the world, that people would want the more positivity than the negativity. But for, I think it may be because there's more power in the negative than in the positive. Yeah, you know, that's part of it. I think basically, too, that nobody really respects anybody anymore. So if you're not hustling and you're not making money and you're not driving an expensive car, I'm not going to waste my time with you. You know, and there's more to life than those things that are... I want to see you take that Maserati with you when you die. Now, if you could show me that I could do that... (laughs) And I want a Maserati. But, you know, if I can't take it with me when I'm gone, and I'm going to be laying in a bed somewhere, hopefully, and the last thing through my mind is going to be, I didn't get that Maserati. I mean, what was my life worth? But if I'm laying there going, hey, I try to do the right thing. I try to respect other people. I try to uh, treat people the way I want to be treated. Then when my time comes, I can go, you know, in ease. You can be like, well... I didn't piss everybody in the world off. Must have been a good life. Oh, trust you know, me. I piss I, off a lot of people <laughs> because I have no filter and I tell the truth. And sometimes that gets me in trouble. See, I agree with you on that uh, that whole entire thing about materialism. Because I mean, there's sometimes where I'll like, entertain in my head. Like At one point I thought, oh, maybe I want a Tesla. Maybe I want a Tesla. Well, then somebody that I know got a Tesla and I got to see it up front and, you know, right in front of me. And it was a big disappointment to me. The car was like, this isn't worth what they're charging for this car. And 
you know, now I have no interest in that in that ever. Um, I still think they're cool. They drive themselves, right? Like, come well, on it's in. the technology is pretty cool, but I mean, it, it, it's I don't know, it's just overpriced. Hey, don't don't get technology. me wrong, I like stuff. I love weed. I'd love to have a house full of weed. You know, so <laughs> I, there's stuff that I love. But when I started doing this, I decided that I have to make money off of what I do. I'm not going to make money because I play your song and people like your song and then I'm making money off of it like Amazon and all these other jerk-offs that pay Madonna and don't pay, you know, the people that are bringing them music every day. I mean, what I did was in the last year I taught myself animation and I'm going to make a plug now. Uh, there's a website. I'm just starting it. It's called animatemylife.com. And I taught myself 2D animation. I started a series called The Adventures of Bumsky. And uh, you got to check out the latest episode. It's about a band we were recording. And during the break, the lead singer disappeared. We were recording an album, a live album. They come back and the guy goes, oh, Matt had to leave. Something important came up. Oh. And meanwhile, we all know we probably got high, met a girl at the bar and left with this girl. So the guy gets on stage. So I put in what I thought happened. So if you check out the cartoon, you'll see him leaving with this girl. And then he called me on Tuesday night and he goes, oh, Jerry, I thought I was having a heart attack. So I went to the hospital. And uh, then on Wednesday, he goes, okay, yeah, we're going to still do the live album with what you recorded and have 50 of them by Friday. This is on Wednesday. This was back in 2000 where a CD burner was like four times and that was fast. So I spent right. three days burning 50 CDs, printing the <laughs> covers so I could. And then, you know, the funny part of the story, too, is I give them to the guy and he goes, listen, we don't have the money. When we sell them, we'll give you the money. And I go, OK, don't worry about it, dude, because bands don't have money. And I know that. That's why I never thought I'd make money doing this, because I know they have no money. <laughs> so about, I don't know, six months later, Bumsky goes to me, Jerry, did you ever get that money? And I was like, no, Bumsky, you know, it's kind of like a Bronx tale. You ever see a Bronx tale? No. That movie? No. It's a good movie if you ever get a chance. But there's a scene where he lent this guy $20. And every time he sees the guy, the guy runs away from him because he owes him $20. Oh. And De Niro goes, that's the best $20 you ever spent. You never have to talk to that guy again. And it only cost you twenty dollars. <laughs> so these this band wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't come over and they wouldn't call or anything. And it was one of the first bands I started with. Like the very first night I broadcasted, the lead singer was with me in my living room, just me, him, his girlfriend, and my wife. And we had no idea what I was even doing. Nobody even had a computer to listen. I was like, dude, <laughs> why don't you call up some of your friends in the band and have them listen? He's like, dude, we're in bands. We don't have computers because in two thousand a computer was like. Thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So uh, yeah, so it was, it was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, they never gave us the money though. We we gave them the CDs as a, a way to help them out. We decided. Well, you know, that works. Hey, life is too short, man. It's like, what are you going to be upset because uh, you know you you lost one hundred and fifty dollars? I mean, exactly. there's, there's more to life exactly. than that. No, I agree with you. I agree with you on that completely. I don't feel like um, stuff like that's worth getting your dander up over. Now, are we short on time now? I see it's like 1855. Do we have like a minute left? Uh, we have. 
Is that what Probably. you say? Endmatemylife.com, thebumskyshow.com, bumskytv.com. Uh, you can catch the podcast on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, Deezer, uh, I don't know, 9,000 other places. Uh, Podomatic distributes it everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I sometimes I go places that I hear it and I'm like, what the, how the hell are you listening to that? <laughs> but yeah, I'm all over. The, oh, and I want to say hi to my friends in Brazil. Uh, one really cool thing is I started playing bands all over the world a long time ago. My second biggest viewing country right now is Brazil. I've never been there, and I don't know anybody in Brazil. But thank you, Brazil, for... Oh, and we're getting ready to hit 500,000 views on the TV show. So thank you for that, everybody. Awesome, Jerry. Well, thanks so much for being here um, and enlightening us about the history of your show and everything and um, everything you've been through. Man, it's... uh... That's some crazy stuff. I would never have imagined that. Well, whenever you guys are bored and you want to hang out for an hour or two, come on my show and we'll talk forever. Okay. All right. <laughs> Works for me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, and I'll spread the word. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Well, good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.